But think about your goals. Think about the things that you want to do. Uh, what are you saving for? What do you have a desire for in your life? What is your purpose and why are you on this earth? Yeah. And and how, do you, how are you gonna get there? Well, tracking is gonna be a key component of that. Welcome to Getting Money Right, a show dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom through education and inspiration, so you can be free to pursue your true life's purpose. We are your hosts, Leo Sabo and David Thompson. And in this episode of Getting Money Right, we're going to talk about a huge foundational piece of finances. It's something that often gets overlooked, but it's absolutely vital to have long-term success in your finances. Uh, We're going to talk about tracking expenses Mm -hmm. consistently (laughs) and how tracking it changes your behavior. Uh, It's literally like a superpower. I would agree with that. It it causes you to have control over your spending in ways that you've never had control. Uh, You're going to feel empowered. You're going to feel enriched because you're going to have real-time info that'll help you stick to your true financial goals. And we all have things that we want to accomplish. Yes, like getting completely out of debt and having an emergency fund so you don't feel financial pressure at the same time as the emotional pressure of an unexpected event. And we like to call the emergency fund a stability fund because it does create that stable manageable financial plan that helps you to accomplish everything you set out to do. Yeah, you're living in a stable environment Mm -hmm. and so you feel comfortable because that stability fund is there. That's one of the goals and tracking is going to help you get there. Uh, Another great goal that people have is saving for a down payment on a home or moving from their current residence into a new neighborhood or a neighborhood they've always wanted to live in, somewhere Mm -hmm. they love. That's a good goal and tracking will help you get there. Yeah, absolutely. And setting aside money for your kids to go to college. Hopefully that's something that you want to put aside for your kids to do one day. I know this is something that Natalie and I wanted to do and we're able to do. And a big part of that was because we managed our expenses and tracked our income and we set money aside for that exact expense. Another goal that I hear all the time is saving for retirement and just making sure that your family is taken care of when you're no longer able to work full time. Or don't want to. (laughs) Or don't want to work or want to transition in career. If you're tracking, it's gonna help you get there faster. Yeah. Well, here at Getting Money Right, we always emphasize creating margin in your finances so you can be free to pursue your true life's purpose. It's really the reason why we started this podcast is because we have experienced this financial freedom. It doesn't mean that we're financially independent, we don't have to work, we don't have to worry about anything. No, we still do all the things that we're telling you guys to do, but we're living in our callings and working in the things that we're passionate about. And finances just helps and aids us in doing that. But it does so and empowers us to pursue our true life's purpose because we're intentional about creating margin and allowing us to step in these positions to do what we do today. That's right. So tracking expenses is the first step to doing all of these things. And that was just a list of a handful of goals that we hear all the time. Mm -hmm. But think about your goals. Think about the things that you want to do. Uh, What are you saving for? What do you have a desire for in your life? What is your purpose and why are you on this earth? And and how how are you going to get there? Well, tracking is going to be a key component of that. Mm -hmm. Every single Fortune 500 company 
tracks their expenses. Uh, they have whole accounting departments to make sure that every receipt is turned in and every dollar is tracked. Every company that I've worked for, mm-hmm. uh, is, is there's a business expense and I used a business card, I had to track it and I had to get a receipt yep. and I would have to make a copy of it and send it to the accounting department. This is a huge deal. These companies know that tracking is vital to the health of the company. And because they have good tracking in place, they're able to make the most important decisions Mm -hmm. very quickly and very easily. And these decisions affect the entire company. Uh, They affect every employee. But the reason they can make big decisions is because they have accurate data and because they have been tracking. You see, when you begin tracking, you're going to be able to make better decisions based on real data, and that's going to affect your entire family. Even future generations are going to be impacted by this one single component Mm -hmm. of your finances. I agree. Tracking expenses isn't everything, but it is a great starting place. It's really something that ties in your plan to your goals. Without it, it's like having a plan and never actually taking any action. And that's really what we're talking about, taking action, every single day that's going to help you to achieve your financial goals. Now, David, you and I know we've coached many, many people over the years, and this is one area that seems to be the hardest part and the hardest thing for people to do. So let's talk about some reasons why people don't track expenses. Yeah, well, I think the number one reason that most people don't track is because they don't know they should be tracking. Right. Uh, This is never taught. And this is really basic. This is 101 in the area of finances. But most people have heard of a budget. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most people, if they listen to any kind of financial podcast or they dig into any kind of financial blogging or books, they're going to hear about compound interest and 401ks and IRAs. And they'll begin to hear about debt elimination and some of these like fun, I say fun topics. I think they're all fun. But some of these topics that are like exciting to talk about, hey, you're going to use compound interest to grow towards retirement or you're going to crush debt or we're going to use this debt snowball or this debt avalanche technique to begin to reduce debt. And and they hype that up. But oftentimes it's neglected to talk about the 101 basic of just writing down everything you spend. And so I think that most people just have never been taught in this area. I would agree. I also think that sometimes people say that they're too busy, you know. Unfortunately, when you are too busy to manage your money, it usually leads to more spending. In fact, when you're working extra just to try to get ahead, it creates an out-of-balance situation in your life where it's not just out-of-balance with work, but it's out-of-balance in other things. Family time, it's the time that you have to rest and recuperate and get back to you know a good frame of mind to get rested. And when you're in that position where you're working so hard that you don't have the time to actually track your expenses and stay on top of it, then it's easy. In fact, it's almost a default that you will buy impulsively, yeah, right? Yeah. You're like, I worked hard. I don't want to cook tonight. Let's all go out to eat. Yeah. And you'll spend money you weren't planning on spending, but since you're not tracking, it's okay because nobody's telling you anything <laughs> is wrong with that. And you feel justified. I'm right. tired. I work hard. I deserve this. You know, I mean, if I'm going to work hard, I should at least have some benefit. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, that actually takes people further away from their goals. And they end up just having this existence where they're sometimes even staying within their budget, meaning they're not spending more than they're making. Right. But all the extra work, all the bonuses, everything extra that they make ends up being squandered. And they don't maximize this extra income that comes in. Yeah, Leo, we've talked about this a lot just personally is when you're not tracking, Mm. uh, but you do have the opportunity to... Uh, earn a little extra more, yep. either through a side job or through overtime pay. And all of a sudden, you're looking at your budget 
and you begin increasing the size of your budget based <laughs> yeah. on that extra pay. Yep. But you have to realize it's extra. Sometimes it's seasonal. Uh, sometimes it's not going to come back. Sometimes companies cut overtime. And so we've seen this where uh, somebody says, no, no, I'm within budget. Mm-hmm. And what they mean is that they haven't spent more than they earned that month, right. but they're not actually within the budget. Yeah. And if they were tracking and writing down everything they're spending, they would see, okay, I budgeted $3,000 this month but I have spent 3500 Well, a lot of times they'll say, well, no, no, it's fine because I earned 3500 through you know a little extra overtime pay. It's like, no, you've got to learn to live on the written budget and then anything extra goes towards goals. And we'll talk a little bit about how that's affected our personal lives towards the end of this episode. But I think it's interesting to see this because people say, I'm too busy to do this mm-hmm. when really this is what allows you to have success in every other area. Uh, and so I think if you're listening to this and you're really for the first time hearing us talk about, not us, we've talked about tracking expenses before, but you're really for the first time hearing about tracking and the value of this, I hope that this comes across uh, as something that that piques an interest where you'll go do something about this. Uh, we don't want you to be ignorant moving forward. We want you to know how vital this is and we want to break through some of these excuses. Uh, another one is that people will say, well, I just don't have enough money mm-hmm. to, and they'll say to have a budget or to track expenses. And like, well, if I only earn $1,000 uh, a month, then I don't need to track. Right. And it's like, no, when, when you have a little bit of money, that is the best time to start. The best time to start building a budget and the best time to start tracking every dollar. Because as you track, as you write it down, it's going to build a muscle inside of you that will grow as your finances grow. And even if you are just a waiter or earning 40 bucks a week in tips or something, it doesn't matter. Start writing down what you're earning and writing down what you're spending. And this habit is going to carry with you all through your financial life. Mm-hmm. And it will allow you as you grow and mature to manage huge portfolios of finances, uh, whether it's your personal finances or growing into owning properties or growing in your investments or even in what you do in your work. This is a habit that will change things. I so agree with that. And I think connected to the fact that we sometimes think that we don't have enough money is this notion that my financial situation is somewhat substandard, that I don't have enough or I'm not in a place in life where I should be and so tracking reminds me that I'm not there where I wish I was, that I don't have enough. I'm not living the kind of life that I had hoped or dreamed that I would live. And so I will avoid tracking expenses because it serves as a constant reminder. you know. And it's also an unhealthy view of who you are. Uh, if you believe that more money will solve your problems, that will make you feel happier, will make you look better, uh, that people will love you more, like you more, accept you more, then really you'll you'll find out, unfortunately, through this process that no amount of money is ever going to make you feel better because the problem isn't money. So right. sometimes, I know this happened to me personally when I first started budgeting, I took it personal. I took it personal. I thought, I failed as a husband. I failed as a father. I'm not managing money well. I need to fix it. So that was my first reaction. The second reaction is I'm tracking expenses and I see that things are tight. I'm going through these emotions that there's not enough and I'm not not doing a good job of providing for my family. But really, it really wasn't that. My wife wasn't saying, you're not providing enough for us. In fact, she would mm. say the opposite. She said, you're a great provider. You know, you work hard, all those things. But yet, I never felt that way because there was an insecurity inside of me yeah. because I was reflecting or I was looking at the world and saying, I need to be at this level, which was really just my insecurity saying, if I live at this level, I'll be a better person and people will like me. 
And so it reveals some things. And that's honestly, David, that's what I love about finance is that it reveals core issues that so many of us deal with that money will never solve. And if we just allow money to reflect back to us why we do what we do, and tracking allows you to do that every single day, Right. then you're able to deal with those things and be a healthier person as you you move forward. Yeah. When you're tracking, it provides real data Mm -hmm. that can help you see things you may not have seen before. Because you can see, okay, maybe the reason that I'm eating out so much is because I feel unhappy being alone at my house and mm-hmm. so I'm I'm forcing a way to get out with people. Now as you're tracking, you can actually see this behavior and you can begin to address it not just on a behavior level but on a belief system level mm. of why is it that I feel insecure? Why is it in another area of my life that I feel prideful and I want to try to keep up with the Joneses? Why is it that I feel so lonely here? that I'm using finances to try to cover those feelings. And it just it, it allows you to see in mm-hmm. real time what's going on, not only with your practical finances, but even internally. And that's a really big deal. Yeah. And I think if you take it a step further, if you get someone to go along this journey with you, just by having an accountability person, that you can say once a month, can I sit down with you and just show you what I spend money on? And then just ask me, ask me why I went over so that I can not excuse myself from doing this, but actually I can face these fears, face these issues, and really get to the bottom of them. That's why I think coaching is so important, is because we can all justify everything that we do, and many times we let ourselves off the hook way, way too easy. And a coach can come in there and lovingly say, no, hang on, you went over, you you said you were going to spend this much, and you spend this much, and now you're putting language in like, I needed this or I needed that. And you and I know that you could have lived without this. And so it's making you face these things so that you can actually do something about it. Yeah, I see people all the time that it's easy for them to justify every financial decision they're making Mm -hmm. until it's confronted with somebody that they trust to hold them accountable. Now, part of that is you've got to find somebody you trust to hold you accountable. But that's what we would do in the workshop, Leo, is we would help people go for seven weeks through a program. Mm -hmm. And the first four weeks, they would track everything they spend. Right. And then in week five, we'd take a look at everything that had been spent and we'd begin to say, okay, why why was I buying this? Why was I spending on this? Is this truly a priority in my life? Right. Because we know what some of our priorities are, but our spending doesn't reflect those real priorities. And so tracking lets you line your finances back up with your true priorities. And I think a lot of people, as, as we talked about, they're thinking, no, no, I can do this all in my head. Mm. I've heard this over and over again. No, no, no. I do my budget in my head. I do my tracking in my head. But then when we would ask the room of 100 plus people, do you believe that you're good at math? And out of that 100 people, less than 25 would raise their hand. Right. It was always less than a quarter of the people. And they would say, no, you know, we think we're terrible at math. 75% of people would say, no, math, I, I feel very uncomfortable with it then why are you trying to do mental math with your personal finances? Why are you trying to keep it all trapped in your head? Most people will say, I'm not good at math. Yet most people will say, oh, I just handle my budget in my head. And that's the problem is there's so much that slips through. There's so much that we can self-justify unless we can write it down and have some new accountability in our life. 
Yeah, and it's simply just the, the fact that we can't remember. It's, in, it's not even that we choose not to remember. It's that we do not have the mental capacity to hang on to that many transactions and put them in a context that says, hey, I went grocery shopping four times so far this month, and I spent a total of $322. We don't have that information in our head. There's no way we can keep that and compartmentalize it and set it aside and do that with 14 different categories. So it is very difficult. No, I will say it's impossible to budget in your head. I don't care how little bit of money you make, even for the five, six-year-old who gets an allowance, that's hard to do. If you spend in more than a few places, you're just not going to remember all of them and how they actually impact your budget. That's right. So many people have some kind of budget and whether it's a spreadsheet or a spiral notebook, uh, they have some kind of system. Mm -hmm. uh, so the problem from them is not the plan. It's actually the lack of tracking mm -hmm. to follow through on the plan. Right. I would agree. And having a budget is a good first step, but without consistently managing the budget, which you do through tracking every expense, you will not realize the full benefits of what the budget is designed to do. That's right. The budget helps us make the right decisions and fulfill our financial goals. But as you're tracking, you know exactly how much you have in each category of your budget. Mm -hmm. It tells you every month, okay, I know that I budgeted $40 for clothes or mm -hmm. $50 for clothes, but how much have I actually spent? How much do I have in there today? It shows you how much you've spent at any given time during the month. When you look at your grocery category, you can say, okay, I budgeted 300, but I've got 150 left now. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make different spending decisions based on what's in that category. It provides us with the balance of what we have remaining in each category. So when I know what's left over to spend, I can either be more aggressive in my shopping a little bit. You know, I say more aggressive. I actually mean more aggressive in choosing the right things and only the things I need. Yes. And couponing and, and maybe just saying no to some things. Or it allows me to be relaxed and say, okay, I've got $100 left and there's only one weekend left in the month, mm -hmm. well, maybe I can have a barbecue and invite some friends over and I can enjoy the fullness of that category because I have some money left over there. It allows you to fully enjoy each category in your budget exactly. because you know what's left in that category. Yeah. I think it's so crucial what you just said. There are three things that every budget has to have. You went through it, but I just want to emphasize it one more time for our listeners. One, the budget tells you how much you can spend in each category because that's what you set aside at the beginning of the month. Two, it shows you how much you've spent. If you track, it shows you consistently how much you've spent. And three, it does the math for you to let you know what the balance, what the leftover amount for that category is. Without that information, it's really difficult to stick to a budget. That's right. These three factors help us in making the best financial decisions that will keep us on track and help us to meet both the long-term goals and the short-term goals. Uh, if your budget doesn't include these three, then you don't have all the information right, right. to make good decisions. Right. And that's why we emphasize tracking so heavily mm -hmm. and why we wanted to devote this episode to it because this is something that has deeply impacted both of our lives. And when we implemented these three things into the budget, it begins to change how you manage. Right. One of the most important things that I try to communicate to people that I'm coaching is that there's no independent financial decision. When you spend money in one area, you will have less money to spend in all the other areas. And this is very important to understand. There are no independent decisions. If you choose to spend more money in one area, it will impact you in the other areas of your budget. And when you consistently do that over multiple areas, then it just compounds the problem. 
All right, so we covered why people don't typically track their expenses, and we also talked about the three things that are necessary in order to manage your finances well. So, David, let's talk about the cost of not tracking and managing your budget. Well, the primary cost is something we've talked about several times, and that is that you don't end up reaching your financial goals Mm. and your life goals because you don't have a good plan in place and you're not tracking where it's going. And so it's impossible to actually live out and reach those goals because you end up overspending. Mm -hmm. You end up changing your budget and moving things around inside of the categories constantly because you have no feedback. Uh, It's almost impossible to adjust and make it when financial challenges come Mm -hmm. uh, because you're not tracking. So first, you're not reaching your financial goals. Second, you can't really adjust in an appropriate way to actually help you make it every month. So these are major factors. Yeah. I recall when we uh, went through a a reduction in force at our work and several people got laid off and we had uh, actually had to cut back on our pay. And many of the people that I work with actually filed for bankruptcy. And what was interesting to me is that as I looked at that situation, I realized that we are all working so much overtime, making so much money that when the actual blow came, it wasn't just a reduction. It was the fact that we lost the overtime and lost a certain amount of our pay. Yeah. So it was like a double whammy. You're working a bunch of extra hours of overtime, which brings you an extra maybe 1000 or $2,000 a month. And now you take a $1,000 pay cut. So you go from having, let's say, a $6,000 income to a $3,000 income. You lose half of your income. And that's why it's so difficult to adjust when you have these kind of financial challenges. And sometimes it is getting laid off. You know, you're, you're just, your job is completely gone and you're living this lifestyle that's really high, uh, high for you. And all of a sudden, like you cannot make that adjustment. You can't go from a $6,000 income to a $2,000 income. It's almost impossible. It's not impossible, but it feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. If you are not tracking, another major issue is just the lost opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are things you're going to miss out on saving for vacations, uh, saving up cash for cars, college, retirement. If you're not tracking, then you're going to end up going over in different categories. Yep. And when you go over, you're either going to go into debt or you're going to rob from your other savings. Mm-hmm. And so when you should be saving for retirement or should be saving for a car, if you're not actually tracking that out, then what happens is you keep overspending, you keep overspending, you keep overspending, and three years later, you have to take out $10,000 to yeah. buy a used car. Mm-hmm. Instead of having saved for three years, you've actually gone over for three years. And maybe you were breaking even every month in your actual quote-unquote budget, mm-hmm. but you weren't tracking, and so you didn't see that you were actually robbing from your savings each month right. to eat out more or to... Uh, do car repairs when that should have been in the budget in the first place. Yeah. I think you hit on something really important. Many times we have a surplus, but we don't see it as a surplus because when we're not tracking, we don't necessarily see it when it comes in, right? So we, we're we spending based on our budget or we have a budget, but we're not actually tracking it. When we get an influx of income, whether it's a bonus, whether it's a tax return or something like that, we just see it as an extra amount that gets us through this tough time But really, we're losing out on opportunities to advance our position, to put money aside for savings, to put money aside for different things that we want to reach. But we're just not able to see that surplus come in because it kind of gets blown into, oh, this is going to save us this month. Right. But you put yourself in that position, unfortunately, because you've overspent. Yeah. Yeah. And we've experienced this personally with... Uh, those extra paychecks that come or where you get a a three-week paycheck instead of a two-week paycheck. 
And if you don't have a plan in place in advance for that and you've not been tracking, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, actually, let's take that extra couple hundred dollars and apply it to this because we need it over right. here. Instead of saying, no, what are our long-term goals? We're going to live on our written plan. And so anything extra that comes in, we're just going to apply it to that next goal. And that's what allows you to get ahead faster and to knock those goals out and not get stuck going backwards every month. Yeah, that's really good. So some of the things that we covered on this episode, things like why don't people track and what are the costs of not tracking? Those are the things that we wanted you to know. In the next episode, we're going to touch on the benefits of tracking expenses. And more importantly, David and I will give you some personal examples. David and I have slightly different ways that we manage our own budgets. We have different systems. Although we apply the same principles, we do have different systems. And I think you guys hearing those and understanding how we've processed through that and giving those two examples will be beneficial. So we'll share those on the next episode. Yeah, I'm really excited about sharing how we each individually do it, Leo, and some of our personal examples. And I'm on your website right now, Leo, at leosabo.com slash resources. And I'm looking at the very first paragraph. The first thing that you highlight on here is tracking by category for mm -hmm. 30 days. Right. And so this is something that you taught me many years ago and that I've done personally and then have continued to carry that out. And now our two systems look slightly different. Mm -hmm. But if somebody wants to begin doing this today, right now, just go to leosabo.com and click on resources and you can see track by category, then create your budget based on that tracking. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times it's literally the first word after the first bullet point. It's something that people just are like, oh, just tracking. And like, no, no, no. This is the beginning. Yep. This is where you yep. start. Then you move into that yearly budget or that yearly plan to have an overall annual budget. And so people can go to your website right now and download these tools for free. They can learn how to track. There's actually a great video tutorial on there. And they can learn how to budget like a ninja. You've got a whole course on here, Leo, mm -hmm. about budgeting and tracking and what this looks like in your finances. So go to leosabo.com, uh, check out stewardshippastors.com and come see some of the resources that we have over there, especially if you're plugged into a church and you want to help your church grow in their personal finances, not the church. Obviously, the church finances is really important, but to help the people in the church mm -hmm. help to change their personal finances. And so that's what stewardshippastors.com is all about a ton of great resources, a lot of great tools, classes, and things that you can use either in small groups or through online learning to allow you and your church to grow in the personal financial journey. Yep. And so we use the word stewardship. What does it look like to be a good manager? Check out the book, Jesus on Money. It's coming out later this year. And so all of that, just to say, we love spending time with you guys. We'd love for you to continue to listen in and share this with your friends. And we look forward to having you join us next time. So together, we, we can, can keep, keep getting, getting money, money right. right. We can all justify everything that we do. And many times we let ourselves off the hook yeah. way, way too easy. And a coach can come in there and lovingly say, no, hang on. You went over, you, you said you were going to spend this much and you spend this much. And now you're putting language in like, I needed this or I needed that. And you and I know that you could have lived without this. And so it's making you face these things so that you can actually do something about it. Mm -hmm.